Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. Hello, I'm Pastor Al G, and I am just elated to be with you tonight. It's been a long time since I got a chance to give a message here at World Overcomers Christian Church. I just want to tell you this is my church, and this is the place where God blesses all the time. All of you that are around the world, we are glad that you came to be with us tonight. I have a word. I've, I've got a word from the Lord uh, for you that's been marinating in my spirit for a long time. So just get yourself ready. Get your Bible. Amen. I'm in the King James Version of the Bible tonight. I'm going to go to the book of Luke, the 15th chapter, and also to Galatians, the 4th chapter. All right. The book of Luke the 15th chapter, King James Version. Y'all know I like the King James, but I like some of the other versions too. Okay, King James Version of the Bible, Luke 15. I'll start out at the 11th verse. A certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. Not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. When he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? My subject tonight is, Son, son, come to yourself. Son. Son, come to yourself. My assignment from the Lord in my ministry really is to address impotence. I hate powerlessness. God has given me the assignment to empower his people. Yes, many of us go out and we reach out for souls, souls, souls. My thing is, I don't want disciples that are weak disciples. I want to see the miracles. I want to see the demonstration of the power of God in our lives today. That's, that's my assignment. I was sent years ago into Omaha, Nebraska. I was in my 20s at that time. They sent me out there to start a church. And, and I was a denominational young man. I was there to really to expand our denomination. I went out to Omaha, Nebraska, and I thought I was going to change the world out there. But what happened to me was God began to change me. He began to show me different things and give me revelations that I had 
never heard about. Revelations about God. Revelations about righteousness. Revelations about healing. I have been loaded with revelations that God is saying to his people. Every time I stand up here, I'm going to give you a revelation that God has given to me to give to you. Now, this story of the prodigal son, we, we know this story. We, if you've been in Sunday school, you know this story. Man had two sons. One of them went and, you know, got his money and, you know, asked his father for the money that was his and, and, and took his substance and went out to a far country, just like the, the story says here, and he wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he began to be in want, when he really got hungry, something happened to him. Before that time, you know, he, he sort of had a big head. He sort of, you know, one of these, one of these uh, uh, children that seemed to know it all. They, they, they know everything. You can't tell them a thing. But when he started being in want, when he started being in lack, the scripture says he came to himself. I hear the Lord speaking to you tonight around the world, saying to you, son, son, come to yourself. We can look at this young man, and, and, and oftentimes we use this particular uh, parable to win people to the Lord. But I want to use it tonight for those of you that are already believers, but some of you have not understood that God has made a shift in the kingdom. Some of you are not understanding that God has moved on to a higher level. You will not be able to participate in this level if you don't come to yourself. Now, the prodigal son came to himself, and he, he made up his mind. He, he thought, I belong to a wealthy family. I belong to a rich family. Why should I live like this? I believe that this parable is not just about winning souls, but this addresses the lack that the body of Christ is suffering around the world. Have you experienced lack? It is not God's will that you remain in lack. It was when he got into lack that he came to himself. Sometimes you don't come to your senses until you run out. Sometimes you don't get the message from God until you are at the point of desperation. This young man came to himself and he said, how many servants in my father's house? See, when you are the son of, of a wealthy man, you can come to yourself and say, I don't have to live like this because I got a home to go to. My father is rich. But now, if you were just a slave, if you were just somebody who was just a servant and had no other life actually planned for you. It wouldn't matter whether you came to yourself or not. You would still be a slave. But when you have been designed to be more than a servant, when you've designed to be more than what you see around your circumstances, it's time for you to come to yourself. If you're in lack right now, I say to you, son, son, come to yourself. You know, I, I have another scripture here that I want us to go to. Galatians, the fourth chapter. King James Version of the Bible, the fourth chapter and the first verse. And it says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth 
nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. The heir. Somebody who's supposed to get the inheritance. Somebody who is lined up to receive the things that his father, forefathers worked and paid and laid up for him. That person is no different than a slave or a servant when he's a child. Now, a child is somebody who is unlearned and inexperienced. A child is somebody who is unlearned and inexperienced. Did you know you can actually be an heir? And if you are unlearned and inexperienced, you will experience servanthood. You will experience servitude. Many people that are serving God right now are, experience, are experiencing servitude. Experience being a slave. It's a master-slave relationship that you have with God. They taught us when we were growing up, don't let him catch you with your work, son, done. Go out there into the field and whatever you, whatever you do that's right, God's going to bless you with your whatever you work for. But I, I, I'm seeing in the scripture here that there is a closer relationship that God has for his people. It is the experience of sonship. When this younger son came to himself and made up in his mind, in my father's house, even the servants eat good. He made up his mind, I'm going back home. I'm going to say to my father, make me one of the servants. And many of us make up in our minds when we do wrong, well, Lord, you know, I, I, I'll just be like a slave. I'll be just a master-slave relationship. But I want to tell you right now that God is eager to bring you into something called sonship. It is a powerful elevation of mankind that we have never fully understood. Many of us that are descendants of African-Americans, descendants of slaves, we bought the whole gospel that said, all you ever going to be is a servant. And people served us that, and that's how we serve the Lord. We serve the Lord as servants and slaves, and we're very happy to serve the Lord. He's a wonderful God. Why not serve him? It gives us a great satisfaction. It gives us great joy to just serve the Lord. But I'll tell you, the God you serve is such a good God. He will not leave you as a slave. The scripture tells us that we are no longer servants, but we are sons. It says that in the same chapter in the book of Galatians, the fourth chapter in the seventh verse, it says, Wherefore thou art no more a servant. Thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Oh my God, you're an heir of God through Christ. Now it was lack 
that made this young man come to himself. And I want, if, if lack has been in your life, I want you to come to yourself and understand that's not the way you're supposed to live. That's not supposed to be your life. Lack is not supposed to be nipping at your heels all of the time you live in this world because this young man came to himself and he went to his father's house. You know the story. When his father saw him afar off, he had the speech prepared, please just make me a slave. His father did not want to hear it, but he commanded the servant, said, get the best robe. Put some shoes on his feet. Put a ring on his finger and get the calf that we've been feeding a long time and slay it and let's have a party. This is the God you serve. I've heard many people say it's all about Jesus, it's all about God. But when you read the scriptures, you see that it's not just all about God. It's all about God's love for his people. If you are experiencing lack, you need to come to yourself. It's time for you to understand that you are in a family that has abundance in it. We don't run out in the kingdom. Although you have been, may have been experiencing lack. In the kingdom of God, the scripture says the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack. The King James says want but that's lack. This story of the prodigal son is a story about people missing prosperity. Missing what God has planned for him. The younger son missed it because he wasted it with riotous living. He said, I'm leaving the house. That's where I'm going to have my fun. But you need to understand that's stupid. When God Almighty has planned for you an elevation that many of us have never received. Even the older son got angry when the father threw a party for the younger son and pointed out his sins said, look at what he did. He wasted his life with, with prostitutes, and now you're going to give him a party? Father, oh my God, God cherishes sons. God cherishes sons. Does he understand that we do wrong? Yes, but when you're a son, God will begin to cover your sins and make excuses for you because he loves the relationship of father son do you have a son that's dear to you won't listen to you you still love your son the father said my son was dead I thought I lost him thought I lost him say but he's alive I'm gonna throw a party why? Because God treasures relationship with man more than we understand here in this scripture, I want to, to announce to all of you today around the world, you have been serving God and many of you have been taught to serve the Lord as I was. I was taught, serve him, go into the vineyard and work and whatever's right, he'll pay you. I did not know that there is a relationship that is closer than a servant. It is the relationship of a son. Oh, my God, when the Lord has elevated us to the position of sons, who 
would not want to have the power that God gives his children. God has given you. Are you a believer? The scripture says, as many as receive Jesus, St. John, the first chapter, 12, verse, as many as receive Jesus, to them gave he the power to become sons of God. Oh, my God. John wrote, first John wrote in the third chapter, first verse, what kind of love is this? That the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. If you are a believer and you are experiencing lack, I want to encourage you tonight to let you know that lack is not the family standard. Keep on pressing your way until you move into the place of abundance. It is God's plan. For all your needs to be met, and not one is not to be met. The Lord has blessed us coming out and going in. There's a scripture in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, around the 8th verse, says, The Lord will command the blessings upon you, and command the blessings upon your storehouse. This is the Father's ability to bless his people. I came to announce tonight, what Galatians, the fourth chapter and the seventh verse says. This announcement is to all of you. You are no longer a slave. You are no more a servant, but you are a son. Get rid of your slave thinking. Oh, yeah, I know we love to serve the Lord. I do, too. But you're going to have to move away from the thinking of a slave you can't come in the back door no more. Many of us are, are not used to creating with our words, although we are the sons of God. The scripture tells us the whole earth is groaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Here in 2022, the year 2022, it is time for the announcement that we are no longer slaves. We are no more servants. We are sons of the Most High God. Straighten your shoulders. Put your robe on. Put the righteous shoes on your feet. Put the ring on your finger and understand, I ain't living like that no more. I'm not living in lack anymore. Why? Because in my father's house, there are many mansions. I'm here to tell you tonight that the elevation that you have received, all of you around the world, I don't care wherever you're watching me from, it is time for you to put away the servant thinking. It's not just about master servant anymore. God, God Almighty, this great God we serve, in his great love, he has elevated us into the position of son. We are right now the sons of God. Earth is waiting on your command. You haven't made a command? Maybe that's because you think you're a servant. Maybe that's because you think you still got to go and ask God to do certain things. And God is waiting on you to make a command. Maybe because you think you got to go in the back door because you messed up. 
I'm going to tell you that the Father wants to put on you the robe of righteousness. He don't even want to talk about what the devil has done in your life. I want you to straighten your shoulders. I want you to lift your head up. There is a move of God that he has done that's one of the most powerful moves of all time. When Jesus came up out of the grave, he said, all power in heaven and earth is in my hand. And we stop right there and sing songs about all the power in heaven and earth. Jesus got all the power. When the next part of the scripture, he said, you go and I will now go with you. He told Peter, whatever you bind, I'm going to bind. Whatever you loose, I'm going to loose. Whatever you ask, that's what I'm going to do. Many people are still looking for God to make a move and don't understand that you got to pull the trigger. God has given power unto men. Do you not know that when he made the earth and when he made man, he made man in his image? All of you that are listening to me around the world, you need to understand that you got to come to yourself. You've been living in lack too long. You've been living behind the eight ball too long. You've been living with powerlessness too long. When that younger son came to his father, it was then that the father was able to come and equip him with everything that would give him the family name. It's when you come to yourself, as long as you remain a servant, as long as you act like a slave, the world will treat you like a slave. As long as you think you got to come in the back door, the whole universe will treat you like that. But my message to you, son, son, come to yourself. Do you know that you are the only beings that were made like God. Do you know that it was God himself that said, I'm putting you over all of the things on the earth? I know we have fallen. I know our experience has been tough. I know you're going through hard trials. I know you've experienced death in your family. I know you've experienced sickness in your body. But are you acting like a servant are you commanding like a son? Sometimes you just got to square your shoulders and act like a son. A son will speak and command. Understand the sonship culture. Tonight, I want you to take some time. Put away the slave thinking. Search through your activity, search through your life, see what it is you're still pleading for, see what it is you're still begging for, see what it is that you're still waiting on. Do you not know that there's a law of agreement that if any two of you on earth shall ask anything, touching anything in this earth, that the Lord said he'd do it? 
Do you know, I remember a good friend of mine whose father was really, really sick and was having problems with the hospital and having problems feeding him and having problems taking care of him. And it was trouble, trouble, trouble all around. All of a sudden, the anointing came on me. And when I spoke to this member, I said, let's agree and let's say the trouble is over. Woo! Whoever thought about saying the trouble is over? Doesn't trouble, isn't trouble something that, that, that just has rule over you? No, we agreed and we said the trouble is over. Let me tell you, from that day forward, the trouble was over. The money came. The hospital began to treat their father the right way. Things begin to fall in place. Could it be that your life is filled with turmoil because you are where God used to be and not where he is right now? The scripture says he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are now the sons of God. You're going to have to take some time and put away your slave thinking. It's no longer about your labor. It's about his favor. I want to give you one, one last concept. The older son was so angry because his father, because of his father's great love that his son was now found again who was lost. He said, you never, you never gave me a party. The father said something to him that I want you to remember around the world. He said, son, everything I have is yours. Woo, glory be to God. And I am saying that to you listening to me around the world. Everything God's got is yours. Hallelujah. Can you type that in the chat? Everything he has is mine. I want you to begin to wrap your mind around that because you will only be changed as you begin to change your thinking. It's important now that you be transformed from servanthood. Now, those of us, as I said, we are the descendants of slaves. It's not going to be easy for us to wrap our minds around something that is no longer labor but favor. But we're going to have to do it. Because I, sh I, I have cited to you the scripture. You are no more servants. Take that off. Take that, that, that label off of you. And I want you, when you wake up in the morning, I want you to say, I am the son of God. I want you now to begin to think of a life where money is no object. I want you to begin to dream about a time when it does not matter. Money does not matter. The, the lack of it is no longer hounding you. Because as you begin to line your mind up with scriptures, you will see the angels that God has assigned to you begin to bring you money you never thought. 
and begin to bring you provision, not just money, but provision all over the place for you. It's time for you to understand you've got to come to yourself. Now, I want to pray, I think the Lord just, just led me, to pray for all of those of you who have sons that have gone away and are not listening. I want you to put their names in the chat right now. Just put their names in the chat right now. I'm going to pray for them as I close this message. Son, son, come to yourself. I'm going to pray a prayer. And I'm sending this anointing out around the world. I'm sending it out around the world. I speak now in the name of Jesus and anointing for sons of all of those of you that have been concerned about your son. I send now the anointing right now in the name of Jesus. You can touch the TV or your radio, whatever, I mean, or your phone or whatever. You can touch it right now as a point of contact. I speak now in the name of Jesus, son Come to yourself in the name of Jesus. You agree with me? Put some praise emojis in the chat right now. You have it. It is yours. Now, as I close, Deuteronomy 28 and 8 comes to mind. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your storehouse and all that you set your hand to. While I was praying over this message, he told me to speak this command for you. You have been going through some things now, but God sent me with an anointing. If you believe this tonight, you receive this. I command right now, God is commanding your storehouse and all that you set your hand to. He is commanding the blessing upon it now. Receive that and give him praise. Hallelujah. Thank you for the blessing, Lord. Thank you for your command. I receive it right now. All of you sons will receive this word. For it is no longer your labor that will count with God but his favor because you have come to yourself and claim your sonship rights. All right, that's what God gave me tonight. I want you to be blessed. Amen. I hope it blessed you. Amen. And I, until the next time we come together, I want to say to you blessings and favor in your life. And I want to add to it thrills and excitement all week long. May the Lord bless you. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.